Welcome to Tending Your Soul. I'm Marielle Davenport. This podcast is an invitation to cultivate greater intimacy with God through the seed of His Word. If you're worn out from dry seasons of life and yearn for refreshment that comes from greater intimacy with God, but feel overwhelmed at where to start, you're in the right place. Join me in the garden as we let God tend our soul with His Word, little by little. friend. Welcome to episode 36 of the Tending Your Soul podcast. I'm Marielle, and I want to welcome you to the garden where the Lord tends to my soul as I tend to my salsa plants. I love to grow ingredients for salsa. It wasn't because I loved the hot days of summer standing here watering the garden or because I particularly loved pulling weeds, although I have found it to be oddly therapeutic. But I started to grow salsa ingredients because I love to eat salsa. Though over the years, I've come to also enjoy the process. Watching those first white buds of a tomato plant bloom or the tiny green jalapeno babies starting to lengthen. In time, the Lord has taught me to love the process of gardening. It has increasingly opened my eyes to understanding how, with God, the process is the aim. He's always growing fruit in us, and in that process, there's intimacy not an end goal. As God, our master gardener, tends to our soul with the truth of his word, he brings forth fruit that brings him glory. But he isn't just after that end product. He's after the actual process with you and with me, the slow work of intimacy, sanctification, and growth that comes as we choose again today to open our Bible to turn to prayer, to return our mind towards Jesus. The process is God's goal because he's after intimacy. So as we choose to use the tend method to slow us down for a few minutes and invite God to tend to our souls, let's let him have his way in our hearts and trust that even in these small moments of submitted hearts, there they're a delight to the gardener of our soul. So when we begin with the tend method, we begin with T for take time to pray. So let's turn our minds towards the Lord. Father, would you prepare the soil of our heart even now as we lean in and seek to be tended by your spirit and through your word? Would you open our eyes to see wonderful things in your word? In Jesus' name, amen. As we move to E in 10, we want to examine the scripture. This is a time to take a closer look to just a few verses. And to do this, we have to first re- have read through the book that we're tending through and really know the context and some background. So for that, I invite you to go back to episode 30 if you haven't listened to that and listen to how we opened the book of Ephesians and looked at some of the background. Today, we're looking at the last verses in chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. So let's look at those. It says, And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, obviously, starting with the word and, we know the previous verses are linked together with these. And we looked at those verses last week. 
They speak of the authority of Christ Jesus and the power of God to be raised from the dead. So in these verses today, we can see that the he is speaking of Jesus. And the first he is God the Father, who put things under the feet of Jesus and gave Jesus as head over all things to the church. We also see that the church is the body of Christ and is filled with the fullness of Jesus, who fills all in all. So paying attention to the details and and understanding the text is really important. Sometimes I even like to look at other translations to gain understanding, the New King James or um, the King James, or even the Message Bible can sometimes be helpful to add a little commentary to it. Let's look at the New Living Translation, though. This is more of a phrase-by-phrase translation, and it's written in a more modern vernacular. So let's see how it translated these two verses. The New Living Translation says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It's made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Now, this translation, the New Living, along with the ESV that I read you previously, are both coming from the same Greek words, but they have different aims. The translators translated the ESV to be more literal to the original language for the reader to interpret more for themselves. The New Living Translation's aim is more to translate further for the reader towards understanding. So, any translation you use that are major considered major translations are are great, but it's nice to compare them sometimes. It helps us to unpack it a little more. Now, as we move to the end and tend, is notice the lesson, and having seen the various translations can help us in this part. So, what do we see about God in these verses? Well, we see that God put all things under the authority of Christ. We see that Christ, who is God, made his church full and complete, and that Christ is the one who fills all with himself. So from here, we want to reword the lesson into a question that we can D, do what it says. So if God put all things under Christ's authority, then what area of my own life, mind, and attitude needs to submit to his authority? If Christ is the one who fills and completes his church body, then where else am I trying to be filled instead of going to Christ? How might I repent of that and turn back to be filled by Jesus? For me, this often brings me back to too much scrolling on social media or other distractions that fill my day but leave me empty and often defeated rather than filled. My response might be to take a break from things like social media or the other distractions to allow me time to really practice memory verses instead and renew my mind. I installed a Bible memory app to help me with this. So now when I'm waiting in line or waiting for a child or a friend or wherever, and I'm tempted to go to the emptiness of my phone, I often turn instead to my Bible memory app and I review the verses that I'm memorizing. It has been so helpful especially in anxious moments like waiting in a doctor's office, I often come away filled with Jesus rather than filled with wants and worries. And isn't that what our souls really crave anyway?
What about you, friend? As you consider that God put all things under Christ's authority, is there an area of your mind, heart, attitude, maybe even a habit, that you need to submit to His authority? Maybe consider what is it that you're going to for filling or distraction or even numbing. Sometimes it might be food, television, movies, alcohol, social media. When we crave filling, we often default to things like numbing, don't we? Is there something God's inviting you to lay down in order to turn to Him and actually be filled and soul-satisfied? I invite you to name it before Him. Let's ask Him to enable us to turn to Him, the true filler of our souls. Father, would you convict us of what it is that we are seeking that's actually not filling us? Give us the grace and the strength to turn to your life-giving spirit and be filled for real in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, friend, for joining me in the garden today as we sought to tend our soul like a gardener tends a garden. I hope that this series through Ephesians 1 has been a blessing to you, and I invite you to keep tending your soul through Ephesians. I have a guided journal for you to keep going. It's called Tending Through Ephesians. Just go to marieldavenport.com slash shop, S-H-O-P, and you will find it there along with other guided journals to help you tend through entire books of the Bible on your own. I know the power and the importance of tending God's word into my soul. So may we continue tending our souls with his word.